Hi, and welcome to episode three of season two of Carmez Rebels. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Trudy Lewis. I'm Edwita Patel. And in this episode, we're going to talk about boundaries and how to say no and all those things that we often struggle with in any role, I think, that, that we're in, um, of having control of our time and control of ourselves. So to kick us off, I'm going to go over to Trudy to get the conversation started. Great. Thanks, Jenny. So I was looking at the whole thing of boundaries and balance and saying no and so on. And I kind of felt that it's fit under the umbrella of personal leadership. And it made me explore kind of this whole area. So boundaries are a challenging one because it's about being assertive. It's about being kind of a bit pushy and so on and actually saying very clearly what you do and don't want. And I think it's critical for us in leadership, critical for us in business that we set boundaries. I also think that boundaries are very tied into balance. If we don't set boundaries, we can't have balance properly. And I think that all then helps us to say no when we need to say no. And I don't know about you guys. uh, I know we've talked about this one before, but what does it all mean to you? That's a great question. <laughs> what does it all mean to you? I mean, it, it, it's a it's a big topic and it's it's sometimes one that I think is quite sensitive because the minute you say to somebody, set boundaries, they think, oh, I, I'm, I shouldn't because it's being rude or whatever. But in in even in how we're working as entrepreneurs, as business people, what does it all mean? I think it's really important to understand what your boundaries are. You're right, Trude. And I th- the, the folks I talk to on a regular basis just don't know what that means to them. So the boundaries are being pushed on a day-to-day basis to the, ex- to the extent where they're, they're on, you know, they're going to explode because they're just so stressed and overwhelmed with everything that's going on. And I always say to people, and I, you know, we've all been guilty of it. We've all spoken about this before about, you know, getting that pushing that boundary too far and I've said to people that you need to understand yourself what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable you know for some people logging off at five o'clock and that is it they will not look at their emails they will not check their work laptop they will not look at their text messages and they will not you know they won't break that rule or that habit they will make sure that is in place and they will also make sure that people that work with them understand that as well whereas others when you don't put those boundaries in place from day one then they will keep pushing that and and it does take a bit of confidence and it does take a bit of effort to do that I I would say and there is a fear of if I'm not 100 you know if I'm not available 24 7 if I if I'm not appearing for my boss every single time they message me then they're going to think I'm lazy or I'm incompetent and a part of this and I've spoken about this in the imposter syndrome episode that we did in season one where a lot of that plays a part as well because sometimes if you think you're a fraud or you think you're kind of you know you're, you're about to get found out or you're not good enough to do the job anyway that you'll find that in your own self that boundary will be pushed because you'll want to keep proving your worth all the time. And I, and I do think in current times, you know, with, especially with COVID, the fact that most of us are working from home, work-life balance is, is very merged at the moment. And then you're homeschooling and there's a lot going on. So I would definitely say first step is to try and understand what exactly are your boundaries and what does that actually mean to you? I think the assertive point you made up front is really important because there is something about being assertive and and being in control of your your time I think the other thing that sometimes doesn't happen is is the why piece about why those boundaries are in place so even if I think of a recent example for me where I got an email the other day and it said you know I need this back from you and 
I need it back by the end of next week. And I was thinking, God, I, I can't do this. I've, I've got so much work to get done. I've already got, you know, four other things linked to this organisation that I'm trying to do. And, and realistically, I, I, I just don't think I can do it. And I could have put the pressure on myself of I'll find time and I'll get it done. But I, I went back to them and said, I don't think I can do this. And this is why I don't think I can do it. And could I have an extra couple of weeks? And they came back and said, sure, no problem. It's fine. And I think if we don't explain why we're why that boundary is in place or why we can't do something or why we're saying no, then people often take that the wrong way. And I think that's the bit that we sometimes miss when we're thinking about our boundaries and and what's important to us. So for me, there's something about the boundaries I put in place are, the, are there to protect me, uh, to protect my time and to protect the things that I want to focus on and prioritise. And that's ultimately what they're there for. And to ensure that my relationships with anybody around me is, is strong enough. Because if I'm not open and honest about what's okay, what's not okay, whether that's work or at home, then I'm allowing stuff to continue, which is just going to make me feel rubbish and, and probably irritated and angry and all those things. But I haven't, haven't explained why that's not okay. So I don't feel I could be angry and annoyed at stuff if I haven't said, do you know what, to me, this isn't acceptable behaviour or this isn't okay. Because if you allow that, then you're signalling that that is kind of okay. So it's a lot about protecting me and my time and what's important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think so So where we sometimes get it wrong is that we make assumptions of how people feel or perceive us. And we assume that they are going to be upset if we say no or upset if we say we can't do it now or set a boundary. And I think one of the reasons why we we are like that is because we we love to people please. We love to kind of make everybody feel comfortable and happy and so on. I know I do. I'm kind of, I tend to be like that. And I have to really pull myself up sometimes to say, actually, truly be realistic because what would be more beneficial is to manage an expectation and have that person expect things at the right time rather than me because I'm worried about how they feel, I then say, yes, of course, I'll do it now and so on. Um, and I think that's one of the the, the real key things that's a, a challenge for all of us, really. Mm. I think there's a great book um, by Glennon Doyle called Untamed, which is about, you know, not people pleasing so much. I haven't read it, but I've bought it for other women in my life. And I know it's been incredible for them because I, I think there's a natural tendency as mm. women to, to people please. It's it mm. kind of part of our DNA and a lot of that. But I, I do think we can often be guilty of putting other people's needs above our own because of that desire to, to look after or to serve or whatever it might be. And we've kind of been trained that it's too, kind of selfish to, to do that, like to put yourself first or to think about what's okay for you. You know, that's not okay. You've got to make sure that you're helping other people and I don't really know where that comes from if I think about all sorts of things in in life and with work it's we have this real tendency to put other people's needs above our own mm. and and I don't I genuinely don't know where that comes from and I think there's a lot's happened in the last 18 months where people are, are not doing that so much and starting to feel more comfortable with saying actually do you know what? I'm not going to do that and it comes mm. with everything right doesn't it friendships or whatever you might be friends with people that I'm actually not very nice to you, but you stay being friends with them because you've always been friends with them. And this is what friendship is, right? This is the only thing I know. Mm. But actually, that's not what friendship is. Friendship should never be that. And yeah. if it's making you feel bad, then take yourself out of that situation and go and go and find other friends that are nice. Yeah, totally. Definitely. It's as that, simple as that. that right? <laughs> yeah, no, that easy. Just just go away. 
leave me alone. <laughs> the Glennon Doyle book, I, I've read it and I highly recommend it because I definitely, as Trudy just said before, you have this thing about people pleasing. And I actually spoke to uh, one of my coaches yesterday who is, is feeling a bit challenged with not being able to say no and feeling like she, you know, she has to people please at times and tell people as she says she can't tell people that that she this is unacceptable because she feels like she's she's not allowed to so it's really interesting and Glennon Doyle's book The Untamed does talk about that and talks about why we feel we have we do that at times and I know you mentioned uh it does happen to women and we you know culturally for me as being a South Asian woman we were taught at a very young age to serve you know so if somebody comes in from you know if we've got guests then it'll be the girls and the women who will go and get the tea made and the biscuits on the table and make sure that they're looked after and you know whether you've got stuff to do or not you know you could be doing homework but if somebody comes it'll be you that has to and and I think that and it happens in other cultures and in other in, in, in other scenarios as well but I think part of that is because we're taught at quite a young age that we have to be helpful and we have to be kind and we have to be supportive and all that is is definitely on there and we do have to do that but not when it's impacting your own mental well-being and not when it's making you know not when people are intruding on the time that you should be spending on yourself and making sure that you're having that you know support that you need to keep growing and keep developing and keep being the best self that you can be and I do find that sometimes we we're we're guilty of it ourselves by not being strong enough at times to say to those friends who are taking advantage of our good nature and to the boss who will text us at midnight or you know to to other folks who just who talk to us like we'll do it anyway you know it's she'll do it anyway because she's always around and I I remember when I worked in this organization that I was one of the last ones to finish working at like 7 30 8 o'clock at night part of that was because I was trying to prove my worth part of it was imposter syndrome part of it secretly I was a bit proud Oh, I worked mm. till eight o'clock last night. <laughs> Came in at seven this morning. And now thinking back, I was like, and what? Like you're the fool. Like you didn't protect your time. Like you, yeah. you, you get paid, you know, when you're working for an employee, even when you're working for yourself to an extent, but you get paid time for a segment of that 24 hours. Once you've done those seven, eight hours that you you get paid for, then ultimately the rest of the time is yours. And for them to take advantage of that, I just think it's taken the Michael a little bit. Mm. And I always try and just remember, you know, try and remember that in myself when people are intruding a little bit too much into my time that, hang on, you're not even, you're not even paying me for this either. You know, like not that money has everything to do with it, but what value am I getting out of this conversation? Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, you talk about value, but one of the things that kind of came up for me is that thing about raising our value and by raising our value then within ourselves, then it's our own kind of personal raising our value but that then makes us more open to, to setting boundaries that work for us so that we're, we're less likely to kind of let people just take over and let people push us around. And, you know, how many times have we kind of gotten a deadline from a boss that isn't really a deadline, isn't really that urgent. Mm. And it's like, I need it now. And you've broken your neck and, and I've done it as well. You know, you've kind of worked really hard. You've you've stayed late. You you know, you've done all all that you can do to get it in front of them in a really tight time scale. And then it's been pushed aside because it really wasn't that important. And I think that's one of the 
the basic reasons why we need to raise our value so people don't even ask us silly questions like that mm. um and and that we reach the point where we can turn around and say maybe ask a few questions to interrogate well what does urgent mean what does it what does now mean you know is this really something that is needed right now and then do that kind of managing expectations thing where you're saying actually it's not urgent now. I, I will get to it. I will make sure it's done properly, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop everything and do it right now. And I, you know, when it comes to boundaries and balance, that's critical, isn't it? Cause if you, yeah. if you're going to always take on what people throw at you, you'll always be over busy. You'll always be kind of overstressed. You know, there, there's always going to be something that's taking away your attention. And one of the things that I've seen happen in my own life is that thing where other people's agenda becomes more important than my own agenda. So the things that are important to me and the things that I want to deliver are less important as a result of me not having boundaries. Mm. Yeah. There's a couple of things you mentioned there. And the first one is around when you're given that piece of work and it's urgent and you just keep mounding the work on. I always advise people and say, you know, I absolutely can do this piece of work, but if you need me to do that by Monday, it means that this is now going to be delayed in terms of another piece of work. Mm. Because if you don't have that conversation of the impact of the ask, then you're missing an opportunity to make sure that you're not overloaded. If they come back and say, well, I need them both, then it's completely fine to say, there is not enough hours in my day for me to do both of these and all of the other stuff that comes in. So we need to, something needs to give just a little bit in order to make me do it. The, the other thing that came into my mind when you were talking was psychological safety in organisations, which is top of mind for me at the moment because I'm reading the book um, Fearless Organisation by Amy Edmondson. And as I'm reading the book around the importance of psychological safety, I have so many questions bubbling in my head about how we respond to hierarchy, how we just inherently trust people that are in a position of, of leadership or in a more senior position than us, which means we don't question them. And as I'm, I'm listening and reading the book, I'm kind of thinking, is it about psychological safety that would allow me to challenge, therefore protecting my boundaries or saying no? Or is it actually about something that's way deeper in us around trust and hierarchy and people in leadership positions and the kind of professionals and therefore trusting them because they've worked hard to get get there. If you think about a pilot, for example, they would have studied for a long time to be there. So if they say to do something, you do it because you trust that they've got the skills and expertise to do it. And I know less. I know a lot less than a pilot. <laughs> um, but um, but but is it the psychological safety that would allow me to challenge, or is it that inherent belief that they are just more skilled? I don't have an answer for that. But it's my head's kind of going a hundred miles an hour on that topic, which I want to read into a bit more. But I think it's all those different component parts that lead to that challenge of saying no, and managing those boundaries in organisations. Just very quickly, it's what what came to mind. For me with that is how sometimes our trust is developed through fear mm -hmm. and fear of the, the power that that person would have if I don't jump as high as they want me to jump you know and I think that that could be a fundamental part of why sometimes we do kind of just roll over and say yes okay mm. <laughs> I'll do whatever you say mm. but then that makes me think what is trust linked to whether or not it's always out of fear or is trust something totally different and now I've got loads of questions. I want to go and research trust and fear and professionalism and all the things. So thanks, thanks so much for that <laughs> You're one. You're welcome. <laughs>
One of the things I think we do need to consider about trust and fear, Trude, is that I think a lot of people are struggling at the moment with understanding about their livelihoods. Basically, with everything that's gone on in the last 12 months, we have got a lot of people who are worried about their jobs. They're worried about what it means for them for the future. They're worried about whether they'll have a role to play. So you'll find that I think they're putting extra effort in. And also this whole switching off and switching on. And I do think that leaders need to be really conscious about that with their teams and be really aware of when somebody is, you know, is sending emails out very late at night, unless they've explicitly said, actually, I like to work between the hours of this and this because my kids are homeschooling at this time or I've got other commitments here and it just works better for my for my like work-life balance. And I do feel that if your leader is not saying that to you, then you need to say it to them. So you need to be able to say to them, and we said this, and I know it's easier said than done, but nothing bad will happen. It's like the whole ASAP conversation that we had a while ago, right, Jenny? Mm -hmm. And it was from your conversation I had with you where people send ASAP, get this to me ASAP, and you're a bit like, what is, you know, okay, I'll try and do that as soon as possible. What What a deadline! What do you mean? (laughs) What a deadline? What does that mean? But actually going back and saying, could you just reiterate what you mean by ASAP? What day do you mean? What time do you mean? Because... If it's for this time, I can't do it because I've got this project. And feeding into what you just said, Jen, about, you know, I've got this project on at the moment. So either I do this project and we deliver to this or I drop this project and we deliver to that. And nobody, unless they're absolutely horrific and then you need to question your kind of, do I belong in this environment? <laughs> nobody really would come around and go and be that unreasonable and say, no, just do it all. I want you to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for me. And if they are doing that, then you need to, they need to question, they need to question them. So what you need to question you and, and, and what's going on in that situation. So yeah, so I, I do think that we need to be, we do need to think very, very, especially now. And this is this COVID pandemic thing is not going to end anytime soon. So even more than ever, with mental health being a big part of everyday life, we need to be very, very conscious about what our life, where where we draw that line, including personal and professional. Yeah, and I think as you were talking, then I was thinking about how we have to be more aware of our impact on other people in terms of that boundaries piece because. If someone sends me something that says as soon as possible, and I'll go back and say, that's not a deadline. When would you like it? Um, but I've caught myself almost saying as soon as possible, which obviously I can never do. <laughs> I've talked about it so <laughs> ever, <much>. again. <laughs> ever again. Um, but it's but it's easy, right? If I'm if I'm running around and doing things, it's a really easy solution to just send an email and say, Can you send me this as soon as possible? And then I can go and do something else. So I have to challenge myself to think, do you know what, really, when do I need this? I, you know, when do I really need it? And and work that through a bit. And I know that's a really simple example, but it's it's having that moment in your own mind of questioning some of those things to make sure that you're setting the boundaries for yourself and for others, but that you're kind of checking in and not just taking the easy route to do stuff because it's easy not to have boundaries. It's easy to just let everything be a free-for-all and just say yes to everything and then just feel crappy permanently because you're on this hamster wheel of trying to keep going where you just can't because you're completely overwhelmed and there's too much to get done and that might not feel easy but it is because putting the boundaries in having that difficult conversation saying no are all things that take a little bit of courage and and have a little bit of risk associated with them because you Mm. don't know how someone's going to feel you know I do remember saying to people uh, who didn't turn up to a meeting years ago 
and they just didn't show up about four people and I was like this is just so rude and I wasn't a particularly senior member of staff at the time but I did email them and said this is not acceptable to me if you're not going to be able to make the meeting then please let me know at least you know at least let me know and if you can let me know much further in advance than you know 10 minutes but even that would be just polite quite frankly and that's what it came down to for me was just that respect of each other's time and calling that out for me was quite easy because I was just so angry (laughs) about (laughs) the audacity that they had to just not turn up you know (laughs) I mean who do they think they are (laughs) um and so so calling it out I was at the point of I don't care whether you now don't like me because I'm not interested. I'm so I'm so irritated um, about how you've disrespected my time. But I, I think it it is that lazy piece to try and avoid uh, because yeah. it's easy. It's easy to say ASAP. It's easy to let things run away with you. Yeah. But if you have that ability to just have that moment of reflection, you can start to put the boundaries and things in place. Yeah, and I think that, you know saying saying that whole thing about kind of being reflective, self managing yourself you know, making sure that you're very, very clear about what's important to you and how you're going to act as well is is all, you know, that's the starting point. You can't set boundaries unless you understand yourself. You can't mm. set boundaries unless you think to yourself, um, unless you've done a bit of thinking about what it is you need to kind of set your boundaries around. And if anything, it's about guarding yourself and being a little bit selfish you know whether or not you know it is hard but it really comes down to the to each of us as individuals to do it you know we can't Mm. there's no shortcuts there's nobody else who's going to do it for you um and that's the hard bit that's the bit that you're going to say yeah but that's not fair no it's not fair but if you don't do it then then you're going to have you're going to have the challenge of just working non-stop and isn't it funny how we, how, you know, when Jenny just said that she gets really, you know, that anger drove her to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, pretty you rude. Feel it now. <laughs> I know. Four people just don't turn up. But, but it is that kind of level of emotion that will drive you to kind of be like, oh my God, like, how dare you? How dare you kind of not even turn up for my meeting? Like, who do you think you are? You know, you get to that stage where that rage kind of overtakes. And what we want to try and do is get to, not get to that point because it impacts you right and he's still even now you just say you're triggered into remembering <laughs> how much they enraged you yeah we could but feel I, you know <laughs> you can feel it but it is you know when I try and do this and I wasn't very good at it at the beginning I do try and you know when I start a new role if I work with a new client or with a new coachee new mentee I try and set the boundaries at the beginning you know so I will say I expect you know if we're having a coaching session I do expect people to turn up on time I do expect you to do the work that we share, you know, and I'll put all that in place right at the beginning, you know, so we've got these, so people know where I stand, they know where they stand, you know, with clients, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable, so my boundaries, I'm okay with working later into the day. So I say to my clients, I'm pretty much available to about 6.30, quarter to seven, because I start later on. So I'm, you know, I'm available and occasionally with a couple of my coaches, I will say like, okay, I'm, I'm happy to work on a Saturday morning with you if that fits in with your time frame. But we just clarify that at the beginning. And this is what we talk about. And what I find is even when you're starting a new job, make sure that you're quite clear at the beginning. Not like going in, going, right, this is what I want. It's not like your rider list, you know, I want 20 red roses. Every, every week. <laughs> I want I Skittles this. and only purple and yeah. red. If you could yeah. just put them in a yeah. bowl, yeah. I'd be grateful. <laughs> it's not it's it's so it's so much more about 
you know, I've I've got childcare responsibilities, so I need to drop my children off at school on a Thursday and Friday. So would it be okay for me to start work at half past nine rather than nine o'clock? So that means I'll finish a bit later because my partner can pick them up or my parents can, whatever. You know, and, and explaining that right at the beginning rather than getting that frustration halfway through that, you know, first few weeks and going, oh my God, how, how do they not even know I've got children and I've got responsibilities? Mm. <laughs> it's because you haven't, yeah. you haven't clarified it. Mm. You haven't told them yeah. that you've got these childcare responsibilities so you've got to take care of your parents or whatever. Just... My advice, and I know we're going to move into top tips and advice now, uh, top tips more than advice really, is to say, set your boundaries right from day dot. So as soon as you start that new relationship with somebody, work, personal, professional, even, you know, even partner, you know, relationship wise, just just have those conversations in the early days, in the first couple of weeks, so people know what to expect. They don't have to come up with excuses and say, you know, if your friends are asking you to go out on a Saturday night and you can't be bothered, you're like, oh, I'm oh, I'm, I'm washing my hair or I'm going to be somewhere else. You know, <laughs> you could just say, actually, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling up to it, and they know that because they know that's what you like. So, I will say, like, I'm not really feeling this this weekend, guys. So you carry on, mm. and they accept that in me. But what they wouldn't accept is if I kind of pretended to be there, then I resent them. Yeah, and, and then I, I have a terrible night and I'm miserable because they forced me out because I don't know my own boundaries. One thing I'm going to share just where I'll pass over to Jenny and Trude is that Brené Brown talks about having a ring on her finger that she uses as a stopgap to think about before she says yes to anything. So she'll say what because she's because she, she's classes herself as a people you know people pleaser. She says what she now does is she's got a. A, a ring on her finger that she when someone asks us to do something she'll rotate that ring three times so she has time to think about it before she responds back because sometimes we're we're so fearful of that silence when someone's asking us to do something we'll just go in and do it or say yes because we're, mm. we're fearful which because that allows her just to think and then respond back because she goes the last thing I want is t- to have any resentment to the work that I'm doing for them or the support that I'm giving them. So that's really important to remember because if that's you're going really to help good. somebody, do it, do it with a whole heart, don't mm. do it with any resentment. Yeah. So you mentioned tips. So I'm just curious, Jenny, if you've got any. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm sure, Advita, you can add more as well. But, you know, any tips? Yeah, I've I've got three, actually, from the conversation that we've had today. So the the first thing is that boundaries are very individual. So what's acceptable to you might not be acceptable to me, but you have to kind of own your own boundaries. And I've had experience where some of my boundaries might have felt to other people like, oh, she's available all the time for all of her clients. That that wouldn't feel comfortable to me because I like to have a start and finish time to work, but Jenny's always around. And that kind of judgment that can come, but they're my boundaries and that's where I'm comfortable. So don't let other people make you feel bad once you've decided what your boundaries are, because they are they are yours. And it's whatever is, is right for you. The second one is about consistency. So if you put a boundary in place, then that boundary has to has to kind of stay there. If something, you know, like if I think about the people that didn't come to my meeting, <laughs> um, it's clearly an issue for me. If they then, you know, did it again, or if it was other people that didn't turn up and I was then fine with it, I'm not being consistent in my behavior, which therefore links to Mm. trust and all those other things. But consistency of those is really important. It's important for you to to keep those boundaries and to reinforce them so people know when it's an exception, when it's okay. It's a bit like if you put your out of office on, but you still answer emails, which drives me mental because if your out of office is on and you're answering emails, you're telling people that that's not a real boundary. And if you then yeah. actually really need to use that out of office because you're actually, you know, on holiday somewhere, 
far away, you don't have access, or you need some time away properly to switch off, you've set a behavior that is, I know you'll get my out of office, but ignore it because I'll come back to you anyway. So you you have to be really consistent on those. And the other thing was just where you were talking of Vita, you were gave the example about childcare and sort of asking the question of saying, I've got children, you know, is it okay if I work these hours? There's a there's a difference for me between asking and telling. And I think it's being really clear with your boundaries when you're happy to ask whether it's okay and be told no, or when you want to kind of make it framed in a way that's more of a this is how I work. And therefore not a question. And I've done this when I've gone into organisations and said, I work from, you know, at the time we were working in in offices on a permanent basis. So I was saying, you know, I I work from home at least, you know, one day a week um, and I tend to work earlier and and finish a bit earlier. And that's those are the hours that I I work. That's not a question. (laughs) That's the this is this is my preference and this is what I do. And I think framing your boundaries with other people is the bit that's important to think about because if you go in with that question of is it okay if I work from home on a Friday and they say no you're kind of stuck then because you can't it's tricky to get out of that whereas it's so just think about the framing of the boundaries when you're putting them in so they're the three the three for me also thinking about my rider list now of what I would require uh, (laughs) with everything so I feel like we'll we'll be sharing our lists exactly Definitely. I think that's a really valid point between ask and tell. And I think that is, you know, it's important to do that. What I would say to anyone is that if you're, if you've applied for a role that quite clearly states that they need you in the office between nine and five, and it's, you know, that's when you need to kind of be honest at that stage. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when the tell would come in and say, well, I can't do nine five because I've got this commitment. Phone. Yeah. What my advice, what, where's the, where the, where the trust is broken, I would say a little bit is once you accept their terms and conditions and you're okay with that, then you start and then you're like, uh-oh, I didn't really consider this properly. And that's when the ask might come in, to be honest. But yes. what I would say yeah. is don't don't pretend you can do something at the start and then yeah. get yeah. really annoyed when they say no to you. Yeah, <laughs> when exactly. You, when you ask <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. There's definitely um, there is definitely a difference between asking and tell. Just one more thing on that, actually, in terms of what what Jenny just said about the the out of office situation is that for me, and I think it happens all the time. And I think anyone who's listening to this podcast now, I would it would be great if you could feed back into us through our kind of social channels to see if if you do this or you've done this in the past because that is such a bad habit. And yeah. I've seen that happen all the time. So many times. Like I've yeah. oh, got an out, out an office, someone will go, Oh, I'm here, I'm here, it's okay, I'm working still, yeah. I know I'm off. The the other issue is is that nobody's actually travelling or going actually away. So even though you go out out of office on, you're at home. So a lot of folks think that's okay. Like I'm at home anyway. It's okay, Mm. but you do need that downtime. So that's just really really triggered me actually, because in the last week alone, I've seen out of offices from at least four people. (laughs) I'm not going to name and shame. And they've all (laughs) come back to me. They've all come back to me and gone, oh, I'm here, I'm here. So yeah, so that'll be, I just want to say that. So do come come onto our our social channels and let us know uh, if you do do this or some, if you see somebody else doing this and call people out on it. So if somebody responds to you and, they're, and they've got an out of office, go back to them saying, you're out of office, so I'll come back to you at another day you know, yeah. when you're back into work. And, and don't carry on the conversation because we have a, a responsibility for that as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the only things I'd add to that is that we mustn't make assumptions. We can't, and, and we need to take responsibility for our own feelings. So by making assumptions, you're kind of assuming how the other person's feeling. And I don't think any of us can do that 
hand on heart unless we're kind of clairvoyant or something I don't know um and we need to to be direct as well there's 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 a real again it's it's not easy because sometimes being direct is a bit scary but it's I think Jenny mentioned something about having courage and when you have a bit of courage be direct kind of say what you need and and the final thing for me is is to to start small don't feel that you have to suddenly have an enormous amount of boundaries in place from day one. It is something that you're looking at and reviewing as you go along. You're trying it as well. And I think, it, you know, the, the minute you say to yourself, you know, I'll start small, I'll do the little that I can, then that's what works. Mm. And I guess that that one small thing you can do is set your out of office and stick to it. <laughs> we, <hope so. laughs> we can all do that. We can all yeah, give that a try. That's yeah. an easy one. That's like a great yeah. one to start with, actually. Yeah. That's a brilliant one. Or even put your out of, out of office on, because I know a lot of people don't even do that. So that's, oh, that's that, just that. that really irritates that me. Be, yeah, that. And when people put an out of office on that then says to talk to someone else, so you email someone else and they're out of office on, and then you get in this out of office <laughs> loop of doom. Just you just the, can't get just anybody. Annoying. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh my God, we could do a whole podcast on the things that really annoy us, but but now I think we've got to go and do my rider. I'm gonna I've go got and, to do my rider, yeah. I'm going to go pick yeah. my Skittles and M&Ms and what colour I want. Well. Oh, I love it, I love it. Next episode, out of office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>